Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Leah, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, July 27th. Today we're going to be reading from the forward to the third edition, XXII. We will be on the third paragraph, beginning with the basic principles of the AA program. The share code for yesterday's meeting, yesterday, Thursday, July 26th, the share code for that meeting is 2769-2769. And our readers for today are Monica, Rick, Sarah, Kim, Paula, and Sharon. Again, Monica, Rick, Sarah, Kim, Paula, and Sharon. And we thank you in advance OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. The sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now call on Phyllis to read the 12 steps. Hi, my name is Phyllis. Good morning, A Vision for You, and I am a compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human, excuse me, human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Phyllis. I will now call on Ken to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everyone. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group would never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside 
enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group were to be fully self-supportive, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the AA name would never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to practice principles before personalities. Thank you, Ken. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And welcome, everyone. Today we resume our study of the forward to the third edition. You can find that on page XXII, beginning with the basic principles of the AA program. That's the third paragraph. The share code for yesterday's meeting is 2769, 2769, the share code of yesterday's meeting. And today our readers are Monica, Rick, Sarah, Kim, Paula, and Sharon. Good morning to you, Monica. Good morning, and thank you, Leah. My name is Monica. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. The basic principles of the AA program, it appears, hold good for individuals with many different lifestyles, just as the program has brought recovery to those of many different nationalities. The 12 steps that summarize the program may be called Los Doce Pasos in one country, Les Deux Etapes in another, but they trace exactly the same path to recovery that was blazed by the earliest members of Alcoholics Anonymous. So in this paragraph here, basically uh, my understanding is that no matter who we are, we're all human beings and individuals, no matter what our nationalities, our languages, our uh, countries we live in, the basic principles, the basic steps of the AA program is the same and works the same for all of us. We all follow the same 12 steps. And this path is what is going to bring us to recovery. And today, 75 years or 77 years after these were written, it's still the same path that the original uh, 100 recovered alcoholics followed. So much hope. You know, it worked for them and has worked for millions and it can work for you. And I pass. Thank you, Monica. Anyone else like to comment on what was read? This is Paula. May I comment? Please. Go ahead, Paula. Thank you. You know, I want to scoop right on down to that but. But they trace exactly the same path. Yes, all the differences, but here they come together. And to trace is to a mark left by anything. What a mark they left. 
and they go back to the year here when it first began. Footsteps. And then it says, track out to follow by Mark's left. Again, it says the same thing. Here we follow the same path. And what a path it is, the path to recovery that was blazed by the earliest members of Alcoholics Anonymous. Here we come together all those years ago and today we come together. Thank you for the, the, allowing me to share. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Anyone else like to comment on the paragraph that was read? This is Helena. May I share? Of course. Um, I also want to say that it seems like this paragraph has boiled down um, everything into a very simple, basic concept, which has already been stated by those who've shared just that this is the path to recovery, the basic principles. It's very simple. There's not much to say about it. Here we are, at least from my point of view, here we are. Here is the path to recovery, and it is simple, and it works for anyone who tries it. Sincerely, pass. Thank you. Anyone else like to comment on what was read? Good morning, it's Eddie in Virginia. Eddie, go ahead. Good morning, all. This is Eddie in Virginia, grateful, recovering, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I, this this paragraph tells me this is as like close to one size fits all, fits all as it gets. You know, it doesn't matter uh, where we start from. It doesn't matter what country we live in or what language we speak, what our lifestyles are. It doesn't matter that this program works for everybody who wants it to work. And um, it's, you know, a very well-trod path. There, there's, you know, just how many people before you or me have, have gone and have um, gone on to recover and live happy, sane, and useful lives. So I just need to put my feet on the path. And it's sort of like being in one of those, you know, historic buildings where they have all the footsteps marked on the on the um on the path that you're supposed to go, and just put my feet in the my feet in their feet, and off I go. And uh, that's really all it takes. I mean, it's it's just very simple. Uh, we don't the, when it gets complicated is when I complicate it, because um, it's just very basic, very forward. And all I need to do is uh, follow the footsteps of those people who blaze this trail before me, who have these, who have what I want, and uh, trust that God will lead me down the path and uh, keep my mouth shut and follow directions. And with that, I pass. Bye bye. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to comment on this paragraph. My name is Leah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, this, this sentence here, the basic principles of the AA program, it appears, hold good for individuals with many different lifestyles, just as the program has brought recovery to those of many different nationalities. So these basic principles of the AA program, they're universal. What are those principles? Well, those principles are the following. Honesty. Hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness, humility, brotherly love, justice, perseverance, spiritual awareness, and service. Those are the basic principles of the AA program. And it says here, it appears hold good for individuals with many different lifestyles. And certainly that's true because the spiritual chain reaction that grew from Bill to Dr. Bob in Akron now stretches to countless alcoholics in cultures as diverse as imaginable, as we read in this paragraph. And with that, I pass. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read? Okay, so we will move on to the next paragraph with Rick. Thank you. Good morning. Rick, compulsive overeater. In spite of the great increase in the size and the span of this fellowship, at its core it remains simple and personal. Each day somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience strength, and hope. Well, is summing it up. Experience, strength, and hope. That's what we share. We, we 
we pass on what we were like, what happened, and what we're like now, and hopefully somebody out there will hear our story and say, yeah, me too, me too. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Rick. Anyone else like to comment on that paragraph? This is Janice. Hi, it's Leah from New York. Janice and then Leah, please. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice. I am a compulsive overeater, recovered. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So what they're giving us here is a look, another look, at the growing, ever-growing fellowship. You know, in spite of the great increase in its size, and more and more people are being reach more and more people, the still suffering, are carrying now this message as they recover. So an increase in size and the span of the fellowship, all these different countries, all these different countries are represented now amongst our fellowship, all the different lifestyles, all the different languages. In spite of all of that, the great growth that they were seeing, it's still personal. It's still carrying the message one alcoholic to another alcoholic because that's what Bill Wilson and Bob Smith found was the answer for them, that despite everything else they had tried, it was one alcoholic finding the way out and helping another alcoholic find the way out. You know, we still do that today. You and I still do that. One compulsive overeater to another compulsive overeater one day at a time, just, just for this 24 hours only, I carry the message to those who still suffer and stay abstinent and in recovery myself. You know, that, that's the thing. That's the core piece that has not changed. And somewhere in the world today, perhaps one more compulsive overeater in recovery is carrying a message to yet another compulsive overeater in recovery just like they did here, you know, and sharing my experience, strength, and hope reminds me today who I am and what I'm up against. Lest I never forget that, unless I never forget the power that's flowing through me that I found through working the 12 steps. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. Now we hear from Leah. Good morning. This is Leah, compulsive of Edith from New York. And, um, Really what this tells me and, and what carries me is that there is a fellowship here, that it is one-on-one, even if it's a white group. And when you get on to this phone meeting and there are over 100 people on it, we're still 100 individuals, and what we're doing is sharing our experience, strength, and hope. And this is what carries us through the program on a day-to-day, on a day-to-day basis. Um, and... Um, you know, anytime we have any any challenges, we can we can and do reach out to others within the program, and that's what gives us the strength to continue and to stay stay the course and follow the twelve to stay to the twelve steps of this of, of this program because that's our design for living. With that, I pass. Thank you, Leah. Anyone else like to comment on what was read? It's Monica. Please go ahead, Monica. Thank you, Leah. It's Monica, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. That last sentence, each day, somewhere in the world, recovery begins. When one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. What a lot of hope I see there. And isn't this amazing? Every single day, somewhere in this world of earth when one alcoholic talks with another recovery can be beginning right there and then and now when one talks to another still suffering compulsive overeater and one can share our story and that other person can identify or sees something that they want sees a recovery hears a recovery and just talking with that other person 
can give them so much hope and show them there is a way out of here. There is a solution. You can be recovered. And I pass. Thank you, Monica. Anyone else? This is Helena. May I share? Please go ahead. Um, My name is Helena. I am a compulsive overeater. In spite of all the organization, in spite of the books, in spite of the translations, in spite of all the work that is being done, I still need to remember that it is simple and personal. My own recovery depends upon working with others, upon carrying the message. Um, The traditions say over and over that we are not We are not to be organized, even though we have service boards and committees. And yes, AA and OA have service boards and committees, and there's a lot of organization that's required to get this book out there and to keep the fellowship going. But it is based on attraction rather than promotion. Every day, somewhere in the world, someone like myself shares the message because we have to and because we know that it works. Pass. Thank you. Anyone else? This is Sarah. Can I share? Of course, Sarah. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning. I'm Sarah, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, in spite of the great increase in the size and the span of this fellowship, at its core, it remains simple and personal. In the first, you know, in the forward to the second edition, we saw the history and the growth and the explosion of this program all over the world. And what struck me so much and is the the humility and in, in developing the traditions. Just um, the test that you know, on the forward to the second edition, the test that it faced was this: could these large numbers of erstwhile erratic alcoholics successfully meet and work together? Would there be quarrels over membership, leadership, and money, strivings for power and prestige? When, you, when the increase in size and the explosion of growth, the risk for the, the ego setting in is so much greater. But still, you know, at its core, they still re- remain simple and personal. One alcoholic speaking to another, sharing experience, strength, and hope to recover. The humility is just grows along with the size of the program, and that's what makes it so attractive. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Sarah. I'd like to comment uh, on this sentence here. Each day somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. And indeed, you know, that's what makes uh, this 12-step program so unique is that those of us that uh, carry the message, uh, we lived (laughs) in that quicksand. You know, we have... We have been there. We are experts on that. We are compulsive overeaters who have been restored to sanity. The obsession of the mind has been expelled. We no longer live in that mayhem. We've been there. Yes, we need to uh, utilize the expertise of doctors and, and other physicians. Absolutely, they are experts in their field. But we, those who are recovered, are experts in this area because we carry a message of depth and weight. We're properly armed with facts about who? With facts about ourselves. You know, the big book says we have recovered and have been given the power to help others. We have recovered and have given the, been given the power to help others, meaning that that dark past of ours, when we utilize that dark past, when we put that in God's hands, that ends up being the greatest possession that we have because it is the key to life and to happiness for others. We utilize that. It becomes our greatest asset. And it doesn't matter on any of our particular uh, you know, skills of, of speaking or eloquence or, or knowledge. The fact that I have been 
uh, restored to sanity, that I have had a spiritual awakening as a result of these very steps that we discuss and study in the first 164 pages, that I've had a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery, that I have recovered from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. That is my message, and it's something I can share from my heart. It's not an intellectual uh, conversation. It's about I was in those shackles too. Yes, I too was in bondage with the chains of compulsive overeating, but I do not live that way anymore. God has removed my obsession to compulsively overeat, and now he has a job for me to do, and that is to carry the message. And that's exactly what we do. Each day somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. With that, I pass. Would anyone else like to comment on that paragraph? Okay, so we're going to move on now uh, with Sarah, and we're going to move to the forward to the fourth edition, and you'll find that on page XXIII. Thank you, Sarah. The forward to the fourth edition. This fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous came off press in November 2001 at the start of a new millennium. Since the third edition was published in 1976, worldwide membership of AA has just about doubled to an estimated 2 million or more, with nearly 100,800 groups meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. Literature has played a major role in AA's growth, and a striking phenomenon of the past quarter century has been the explosion of translations of our basic literature into many languages and dialects. In country after country, where the AA seed was planted, it has taken root, slowly at first, then growing by leaps and bounds when literature has become available. Currently, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. And I pass. Thank you, Sarah. Who would like to comment on those two paragraphs? Hi, this is Kim. Please, Kim, go ahead. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from South Jersey. And I love numbers, so I'm going to go over the numbers. You know, well, actually, first of all, I, I came into the program in 94, so when this edition came out in 2001, I was panicked. I was panicked. I'm like, don't change my big book. Don't change my big book. You know, and when the acceptance prayer was on page 449 in the third and went to 417 on the fourth, I was like, ah, change, change. But the beautiful thing is as we're reading these um, these forewords is that the first 164 pages doesn't change. And that is such a comforting feeling because that's where the recovery is. So I just want to go over the numbers to show the growth. You know, in the first edition in 1939, there's 100 recovered alcoholics. In 1955, when the second edition comes out, there's 6,000 groups, 150,000 recovered um, alcoholics in 16 years. And then in 1976, 21 years later, there's 28,000 groups and 1 million members. And in 2001, there's, it's 25 years later, 100,800 groups and 2 million um, recovered alcoholics. That's just amazing. It's the growth. And the growth is happening because they have beautifully decided to preserve these first 164 pages because they work, because people become recovered, and they want to continue to spread this message. You know, it's translated into 43 languages in 2001. And I have a little asterisk here. It says, in 2011, Alcoholics Anonymous is in 61 languages. So once again, another 18 years another uh, 10 years in 18 languages. And the growth of this program, not only in alcoholics, but to Overeaters Anonymous and Gamblers Anonymous and Debtors Anonymous, that this program will help those of us who have, you know, an allergy to the body of the session of the mind of any substance, to have that psychic change is just absolutely incredible. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Anyone else? This is Paula, may I share? Of course, Paula, go ahead. Thank you. You know, I, I'm re going down to that second paragraph that was read. I don't know a lot about numbers, 
But you know, I do know each number here represents a person. And I, being a person, am really happy to be represented in this book. But I want to look at, look at the descriptions that has been placed in the second paragraph. Striking phenomenon. I mean, phenomenon wasn't even enough. They had to put striking to describe it. Explosion. A bursting forth of translations so all could get, the message could be delivered to, no matter what your language. The dialect, even into many, in dialects. And then it says, in country after country, this part, where the AA seed, look at how tiny a seed was. But it was planted. And even here, more description. It has taken root, slowly at first, then growing, and here another description, by leaps and bounds. Quite a description of recovery in action. Thank you for allowing me to share. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Anyone else? This is Helena. May I share? Of course. Helena, go ahead. Um, It's absolutely wonderful. And the words that I used are reminiscent of the words in A Vision for You, um, page 153. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, defeated drinkers will seize upon it to follow its suggestions. Many, we are sure, will rise to their feet and march on. They will approach still other sick ones, and fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and hamlet, havens for those who must find a way out. And here it is. Literature has played a major role in AA's growth. Striking phenomenon the explosion of translations, AA, the seed is planted and taking root. And it is absolutely amazing. It's still happening. Um, And I think that here we are um, in the start of a new millennium, and it is still growing. It is still growing. And yet the first 164 pages, and as we just read, the basic instructions, the simplicity, none of that has changed. But it keeps growing and growing and growing past. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay, so we will move on to the next paragraph, please, with Kim. Okay, as the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, It has also touched the lives of vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. When the phrase, we are people who normally would not mix, page 17 of this book, was written in 1939, it referred to a fellowship composed largely of men and a few women with quite similar social, ethnic, and economic backgrounds. Like so much of AA's basic text, these words would have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. The stories added to this edition represent a membership whose characteristics of age, gender, race, and culture have widened and have deepened to encompass virtually everyone the first 100 members could have hoped to reach. I'm going to end there. Once again, my name is Kim, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And it's just so beautiful. I mean, I love the way it says here... um, like so much of, of AA's basic text, these words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. I mean, who could know that, that a stockbroker World War II vet from 1939 could know me so well? You know, these first 164 pages are as relevant in 2012 as they were in 1939. And it, those words, people who normally not mix, who knew that that they were just hoping to get out to these alcoholics. They didn't know they would reach a compulsive overeater in 2012. They didn't know that there would be like, I think there's like 212 step programs now that help people throughout this world. You know, that the, um, it's touched the lives of a vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. That this book has revolutionized the way that people um, approach life. 
you know, and I remember when I got my fourth edition, um, my third edition was pretty worn out, and I was got this brand new book, and um, I had written in the front of it, someone had told me, it says, a big book that is falling apart often belongs to someone who isn't. Because through this book, I find the skills to, to live life. I learn how to be happy, joyous, and free regardless of the circumstances. And through this book, I have become recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Anyone else on this paragraph? This is Sharon. Sharon, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to hit on that um, part far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. And when I look at that, I think of all of the people on this line, over 100 people, and uh, far more visionary. They, they had a sense that this, they had something that, could, that would benefit anyone, regardless of their walk of life, regardless, regardless of even whether they had an addiction. This was something that could benefit anyone. And they couldn't imagine, I mean, they, they, they couldn't even see that one day we'd have people studying this book from uh, all together at one time from across the, the uh, globe in different walks of life. But the, the thing that I also see there is I look at each life, uh, each person on this phone and each life that's being touched by the words in this book, by the studying and reading of the big book. And I realize that each life is going to be touched. Each person that seriously studies and works this program will have their life open up in a way that they themselves cannot even imagine. This, when you start working the 12 steps and living by the principles and the traditions of this program, your life will open up. Know that as you put down the food and you step into the rivers of recovery, you're, you cannot imagine what will happen to your life. When you think about throwing yourself headlong into this program, you see nothingness. You don't know what is going to happen with you as you give up the food, as you give up uh, trying to control and manipulate, and you give up resentments and all of the things that we'll talk about later uh, that the 12 Steps of Recovery leads us into. As you begin to open yourself up to the newness and freshness of life, uh, this new life that uh, these people uh, discovered and wrote about and talked about, then you, it's, it's far more visionary. They, they could see that this would spread across the globe, but they could, we ourselves cannot imagine what's going to happen for us. And so I say, let go and, and hang on for the ride. And it's going to be joyous as we, uh, uh, keep going in this recovery path. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Sharon. Anyone else? It's Monica. This is Janice. Monica, and then Janice. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. It's Monica, recovered compulsive overeater. We are people who normally would not mix, and I was sitting here thinking about this. You know, this is another miracle of this program. You stop and think about it. We come into these rooms. We are different colors, different ages, different sects, different um, uh, education levels, uh, different income levels. Um, in in a lot of normal circles, none of us would um, meet or see each other, but we all come together because we all have this one common pain, you know, this common bondage of compulsive overeating. And we can come together because of this and work together, and one person can help another. It's just so amazing to think about this, you know, another miracle from God, and I pass. Thank you, Monica. Now we go on to Janice, please. Thank you, Leah. 
So this paragraph says a few things to me that, that are oh so important, oh so important. You know, who are we? A vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics, a vastly greater variety of suffering compulsive overeaters coming together, coming together. You know, oh so human and oh so similar. You know, in this paragraph, it talks about the early, early members and the early unfolding. And they were all pretty similar. Similar, it says, in social, ethnic, and economic background. But what proved to be true is that it would be ever wider, ever more encompassing. You know, ever wider, ever more encompassing. You know, and what did they say? A variety is the spice of life. Well, you know, the groups got pretty spicy. They got pretty spicy as things went along. And thank God for the literature, those experiences written down by the recovering members that would give us the 12 traditions to help guide those groups. Because you get an ever wider variety of people and you're going to get ever wider variety of experiences and the way things should go. You know, we're all oh so human and everybody puts their two cents in. But we have a program with a solid foundation, a solid foundation, solid principles before personalities that we can depend on. And that higher, greater, wider power that was at work here in the membership could encompass that too, could encompass all of us, keep us safe, help us survive and thrive. You know, virtually everyone in that first 100 people could not have envisioned what it would look like today. But yet, they were the ones that got us started. They were the ones willing to write down their experience. And then Bill W. continued to go travel around the country to all the different groups, listening, looking at what their problems were, looking at what, how he might be helpful yet again, putting all that experience together with all those different members contributing and giving us the 12 traditions. You know, so all of this literature that came out of the 12 steps, the 12 traditions, this big book, thank God, would be what would keep reaching out to people and help us to grow this fellowship. And I believe that opportunity presents itself to us today, one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Janice. I would like to comment uh, on this paragraph as well. My name is Leigh. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. As the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, it has also touched the lives of a vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. And, of course, they talk about uh, the people who would normally not mix, which I just absolutely love. You know, what, what a beautiful, beautiful, colorful tapestry it becomes when each of us, uh, because of this program of recovery, uh, is able to weave, you know, our individual threads together, and we form a picture of hope, a message of salvation. We become much like a uh, large show-and-tell operation because we are living proof. These men and women who uh, put their stories forward in, in this text, they become living proof of what the program of recovery can do, that it can rehabilitate someone's life, that it can restore someone's life, that it doesn't matter whether it's the butcher, the baker, or the candlestick maker, uh, these men and women, young and old, uh, black or white, you know, Hispanic, Oriental, it doesn't matter what, what uh, place on the globe you come from, that these men and women engaged in a specific process they're not sharing about personal philosophy, nor are they sharing their personal opinion. They are speaking about how they engaged in this specific process, these clear-cut directions that are described in the basic text. They have had a spiritual awakening as a result of those steps. They've been restored to sanity. They now have soundness of mind. The obsession of the mind to pick up that drink has been expelled. It's been driven out. They recoil as if from a hot flame. They've been relieved of that obsession. They've been freed from the beast. 
After years or sometimes even decades of, of mayhem, they now walk this planet, planet a free man or woman. That's the message here. And it touched uh, people across the globe. It says, as the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, it has also touched the lives of a vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. Indeed, that's true. Of course that's true. That's why the Library of Congress last week announced that Alcoholics Anonymous, this very big book that we study every day here, has been named on its list of 88 books that shaped America, books that have influenced the nation because of this very fact, because it works for all of us. This program of recovery can work. For anyone, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. And with that, I pass. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read? Okay. Then we will move on to the last paragraph in the forward to the fourth edition with Paula, please. Thank you. This would be Paula Recovery-Possible over Eda. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practices within the fellowship. Taking advantage of technological advances, for example, AA members with computers can participate in meetings online, sharing with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. In any meeting, anywhere, AA share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics, modem to modem or face to face. AAs speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. I'm going to scoot right on back to that first line. While our literature has preserved, to preserve is to keep in a sound state. We don't change it. We don't change the words because we think, oh, that'll be easier for them. No, because in all actuality, it will be harder. And then it says clearly the integrity. That's a state of being entire. That means what you say is how you live. If I speak the steps, I must live the steps. For if I don't, there is not integrity there. And it's not just my integrity. It's talking about the integrity of the big book. The AA message is what it clearly states. And then in the next line, sweeping changes. the continuation here after the climbing. In society as a whole, what do we do? We reflect it. So we come alongside and we use what they offer. We don't stand on the ground, well, we're not going to change. Yes, in this way, this is to benefit. And isn't what this is? To be helpful is our only aim. With that, I am going to close, and I thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Paula. Anyone else like to comment on this last paragraph? This is Sharon. Go ahead, Sharon. I um, There's uh, two sentences that um, stand out to me. Fundamentally, though the difference between an electronic meeting and the home group around the corner is one of format. And I think about this phone meeting, and I had the privilege of, of uh, being able to stay on for an extended time yesterday as people introduced themselves. And it was, it was fascinating and very enjoyable to to get to know the names of the people that I am spending time with in the mornings and also to hear a little about them. And I found myself through the day thinking about them, thinking about you, uh, thinking about what uh, you may be going through, what you may be needing for your recovery. And I, I find that um, this is a group that is forming not unlike a face-to-face -face meeting. Now, although I do encourage everyone, everyone should have a home group and be able to go face-to-face -face because there's something super special about that. But this is an OA group. This is a meeting, and, um, and we're studying the big book. So it, it's fundamentally no different than uh, electronic meeting 
or the home group. The last paragraph, the last sentence, the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. And that says that uh, I've heard mentioned on this phone the word love, and you don't hear a lot about that in in the rooms or in our society. Love, uh, a lot of times it's each man or woman for themselves, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps, uh, uh, self-reliance, uh, independence. But we find that that is not the language of recovery. The language of recovery at its core uh, is the language of the heart, and that's where our power comes, and that's the simplicity. It's If, if we allow that love, that fundamental um, human uh, power that makes us uniquely human, that capacity for love, for sensitivity, for um, acceptance of one another, for recognizing that we're all in this together, for caring and reaching out to our fellows that are still suffering or um, uh, who may be recovered and yet be going through some challenges in life. Those who have questions, as as we found on the phone yesterday, who had uh questions about recovery and and I'm going to stay after to see if I can get a phone number of someone who's stuck with uh, who was I um, kept thinking about through the day and and uh, uh, so that that is that's what I'm looking at here the language of the heart and and as I continue with this study what I'm going to be looking at is how does that that language of the heart and how does that manifest itself in this community that we have here on the phone. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Sharon. Anyone else? This is Janice. Please, Janice. Thank you, Maya. Thank you. You know, sometimes you come across a paragraph like this that just speaks so deeply to all of us, to what brings us together. You know, in order to stay sober, and help each other. What do we do in order to stay sober and help each other? You know, we rely, yes, on this literature that has preserved the integrity of our message, but we also embrace whatever ways God has given us to carry this message. You know, you have little technophobes like me who, you know, I'm, I'm also similarly working my way up to low tech like like uh, Leah says, and and yet I am trying to embrace whatever ways, new ways, you know, the unfolding of the world, you know, God gives us opportunities to carry this message in ever greater and more beautiful ways. And we are using the power that we are given to use ever more technology, it says, there was a wonderful issue recently in the Grapevine, the AA magazine, that started to look at the issues that come up around using anonymity as we use the telephone meetings and the chat lines and the, and the um, technologies that are being presented to us. And we have so many smart people in our fellowship and people who want to preserve the message and the literature and the essence of what we're doing here. The essence of AA is the language of the heart. The essence of AA is that I have found a spiritual awakening. And in doing that, can live in a spiritual experience. Thank you, God, one day at a time. And without you, there is no group. Without me, we come, there is no group, so we come together in this group, just like a home group, just like an online group. It's no different. We still are all bound by the suffering that we have had. It brings us all together, that suffering, and gives us an opportunity to stay together, to move forward together in this recovery. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. Anyone else? Sima? Please go ahead, Sima. I just uh, want to mention that uh, this book was written by, uh, they say, 100 people, you know, but I'm sure, it, I think it was written by Bill. And uh, 
and we see Hashem's, uh, I mean, sorry, we see God's kindness because they, they printed this book. This book is the basic, it was basically written for people who are far away, who are uh, unable to encounter face-to-face -face people, etc., and how to recover. And we see that from this book, which, as they say, is a basic book, uh, um, God gave us the technology that it can spread throughout the world. And uh, to give this specific uh, uh, message of uh, a method of recovery. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay, well, I'll uh, comment on this paragraph briefly. In any meeting, anywhere, AA share experience, strength, and hope with each other. Uh, indeed, that that is so true. You know, we come together uh, as a group uh, from all facets of the globe, the young, the old, the black, the white, male, female, and we come together, and those of us uh, that have recovered have a specific uh, responsibility and obligation. We have a, a duty, and and we do it with great pleasure. We say, you know, I used to live that way. I used to live in that mayhem. I used to also have the despair of being in the shackles of the disease of compulsive overeating, but I no longer live that way. I no longer live that way because to the best of my ability and with the help of another recovered compulsive overeater, my sponsor, I was taken through this spiritual journey that's outlined in this basic text, these steps. And because of these steps, my life has been transformed. Because of these steps, I have established a relationship with God who has solved my problem, who has relieved me of the obsession of the mind and has restored me to soundness of mind. I no longer live in that mayhem. I no longer kill myself with the disease of compulsive overeating. And that same experience, that very same transformation from a self-centered existence to a God-centered existence is available to anyone. And come along with us. We will offer you the support. We have the fellowship that offers you the love, a little bit of, uh, you know, of... Um, energy underneath your wings to, to lift you up. But it is this program of recovery that will create that vital change that's necessary in order to transform your life, in order for you to have a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. That's the message of hope here. That's the message of salvation, that this is not merely elimination of one's binge foods, although obviously it includes that. But this is about a restoration, a rehabilitation of a life. This is about a renewed life, a reordered life, not just a piece of a life or not just a little part of a life. This is an entire life-changing experience. Come with us. It happened for us. It can happen for you too. Yes, a message of experience, strength, and hope. And with that, I will pass, and I'm going to close the meeting now. Uh, thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close the meeting with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, and I will ask Sharon to do that reading, please. This is Sharon. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit things you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God 
Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.